0: This is Alex Hicken with the Vegan Bros podcast, recording episode 12 of season 5. This is a very special season because Nick is making songs every single episode for the whole month so far.
1: (laughs) Well, not really songs, just little random things. Last, Last week was a song, kind of. But this week is just little, it's like pen scratches on an empty piece of paper.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about that. But how are you guys' week?
2: Uh, I had a pretty decent week so far. I haven't had a wake up at 6, so pretty nice.
1: Nice. I've had a pretty busy week. It's like the week before. That is the week before Christmas <laughs> on a Saturday. So this entire work week will be pretty, I mean, as somebody who's in, I guess I've mentioned before I work at a photo lab, but we also have a retail aspect to that. So we have people coming in and there are a lot of people who want a lot of orders very quickly. So, you know, most of it's not hard. It's just a lot, you know, it's like, it's not like the orders get more difficult. It's just a lot of really basic things. But when you put a lot of basic things together, it adds some complexity to that. So we are all by the end of the day all the people that i myself and everybody we work with are like okay well three more days to go <laughs> but it'll be it'll be fine i mean honestly people who work at restaurants have to deal with that every day probably so
2: yeah it's been crazy at chick-fil-a like we had one hour today it was forty five hundred dollar hour and then then we the hour before that twenty five hundred dollar, and then the hour after that was like a $3,500 hour. So I was like, just a really busy day. You know, and that, that's just a Tuesday.
1: That sounds that sounds like a lot. I mean, I don't know all the numbers yeah. on average, but for any for any business, that seems like a pretty good day for one location. Yeah.
0: And you make like five thousand sandwiches that day.
2: I breaded a lot of chicken today. <laughs> for sure. That's
0: for sure. So did you work any extra hours or you normal hours?
2: Nick? Me? Oh.
1: Um, yeah, I worked um, working six days this week, and I to stay a little bit later, but it's fine. Again, like oh. I can do it for a little while.
2: Nick's enjoying his six day work work week.
0: Yeah, if Trevor can do it, Nick can do it. No, I
1: can't. I'm a weak <laughs> man. I can't do that. I'm not built for this. <laughs> I'm built for a bunch of free time to do the things that I want to do. I'm not built for, I mean, again, I will do it. It's not hard. It's just sort of like uh, after one day, I'm like lying around doing nothing. And the next day I'm like, wait, I'm working again. <laughs> after Sunday, I was like, wow, okay, Sunday evening. This is like time for, my, oh, wait, no, it's not time for the weekend. It's time for five more days of the week. <laughs> but it's not like my job is horrible or anything. You no, know, I'm definitely, I'm just so accustomed to my four-day work week, you know, first world problems, I guess.
3: Yeah.
2: Has uh any of the custies come through with the wine yet?
1: Not even. I wish. I was just telling Trevor how like <laughs> you know the only thing better than getting some good wine is getting it for free. And mm-hmm. um, there's some, sometimes various customers bring us cool things. I mean, so they'd be getting some plates of Christmas cookies or whatever. I got a twenty five dollar tip the other day, which is pretty nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just That's waiting crazy. for like, can we get a couple more? I mean, hey, we just do. We do so much stuff, so much personalized service for a lot of the people that we do. It's nice when people give back, but, you know, we don't, can't say that we do it for the tips, but it's always nice.
0: Yeah, at work, uh, we're pretty close with our vendors or uh, subcontractors, <laughs> and I've been getting a bunch of stuff. Like, this jacket is from Ridge Rock, and I got a beanie and a hat today, and I got a uh, some chairs the other
2: day, yesterday.
1: Chairs? Wow, that's a nice stocking stuffer.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's got a bunch of... Big stocking.
1: uh, I wish I could get some cool merch. I don't know. Come on, Kodak. Come on, Fuji. Come
2: through. (laughs) Where's that lens? Yeah, I know. Yeah, a a vendor.
0: Not a vendor. A subcontractor took us out to uh, Olive Garden yesterday. It was nice. I haven't been there in a couple of years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never been to an Olive Garden. I've heard they have a lot of bread there.
2: Yeah, Dude, super Olive Garden, and salty breadsticks are where it's at. Just that, like, if you get anything, just eat all the breadsticks and then you you can just go home and then you're done.
0: Yeah, there's like uh <laughs> unlimited breadstick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not entree you, like, it's not entree but it's not even bread carbs and, and you just oil. sit down and you get, get so full, breadsticks and, like, wow. and then like well i'm actually it's not amazing. hungry
2: anymore and just leave so yeah it's
0: only like four dollars for unlimited breadsticks good yeah
1: but I, uh, I can't speak i can't speak to the quality of said bread but four dollars <laughs>
0: My first quick topic is about an app called Truly. It's similar to Wisdom, but there's... Remember when I first pitched the idea is where you like talk to experts and you could ask them questions and stuff? That is not really what Wisdom became. (laughs) Wisdom became like... Kind of a Got streaming you. thing where you could talk to random people.
1: <laughs> sort of like how Chat Roulette was supposed to connect you with random people to talk to, but then it became something else.
0: Yeah, but truly is kind of like what wisdom <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because you could be a <laughs> expert in something and you could charge like a dollar or whatever for a question. And, dollars
1: a dollar, bring
2: it on. And, it's like better than OnlyFans.
0: And they only they re- they ask you a question and they only require you to answer with a thirty second question, or a thirty second answer.
2: For a dollar. Wait, is yeah. Is it like a personal question? No, it's just a.
1: So I can make one hundred and twenty dollars an hour by answering questions.
0: Yeah, if you are popular in a whole have a whole bunch of people with a bunch of questions.
1: I got to work on that.
2: So yeah. let's say you have like expertise in photography and Photoshop and you get a bunch of questions like, oh, how do you, um, I don't know, bring out this color or something in the photo? And then you just go, like, oh, you just do this and tap this and all right, that's how you do it. And then that's 30 seconds, you get a dollar, right?
0: Yeah.
2: That's it. <laughs> and you don't even have to have views or listens or whatever, right?
1: I don't no. Just, for a lot of, this, for a lot of the things that people want to ask. It's paid by the person. How do you? I mean, so the person no pays for it? Yeah.
2: The person pays for it. So it's not like an archive.
0: Well, you could put the your videos on your profile.
1: Well, it must be customized, right? If I have a question that I want to ask, I would ask it and then somebody would directly respond to it. And that's yeah. why I'm paying the dollar so that that expert can talk to me about my problem.
0: Yeah. To so what? I so, invited Trevor, but he's like, i'm too lazy to do it (laughs) i feel that
2: (laughs) if you so if if someone (laughs) had the same exact question as someone else would you just make the same video again and say like the exact same thing and get another buck or do you like have a question there and you can like click into it pay a buck and get that question ready you know like
1: don't give them that idea trevor every answer is unique why would you want to hear somebody else's answer if you can give me a dollar i can give you a unique answer tailored (laughs) tailored directly to what you want to know there's no reason for you not to pay me a (laughs) dollar
0: sometimes people ask you the same question over and over and over and you don't really connect with how they understand (laughs) so you have to answer the way that they understand (laughs) i
1: guess that's that's that's, that's actually super true i get asked all the time in all different situations the same question and sometimes i give an answer and it just doesn't work and so i have to think "Hmm, how else can i reformulate the same answer so this person can
2: understand is this audio or video format it's video so is it a person you see like i I don't know how personalized you can get this
0: Oh, it's an alien. <laughs> they could uh, just send you a question via text. So it's not like... And you
1: respond via video?
0: Yeah, so it's like how I imagined that wisdom should have been. like. But I you, think it's really can, cool.
1: It can be a longer than 30-second video, right? Is it just supposed to be 30-second minimum?
0: No, I, my first video that I recorded, I was talking about all the things I could talk about. And then I got this other person saying like, oh, you... Could only record 30 seconds so your video was cut off
1: <laughs> wow because so, i mean i feel like a lot of these things i would say more than i personally would probably speak for more than 30 seconds for a dollar i mean i speak for hours <laughs> with you guys no get paid so i feel like if somebody wants to give me a dollar and give them a few minutes of my time probably, like, i don't know to start out with at least because what if you're trying to explain something and it gets cut off I don't. Know. i guess maybe what? brevity is sort of the source of clarity or something
2: i think they're this trying to like, become like a tick i like a mic no a micro it's like a micro blogging answer question answer form right
0: yeah so you could look up a hashtag with like maybe questions or topics or something and they just talk about that topic
2: so like i guess if you know they only have 30 seconds you can't just make a huge complicated question then you'd have to make like a precise question like uh what's the best like what's your favorite i don't know um tool to use for i don't know face editing or something i don't know
1: yeah it's i guess that's true i'm trying to think of questions that fall into the realm of (laughs) something i'm willing to pay a dollar to to understand but i can but are only worth a 30 second answer you know i mean if it can work um I'd be curious, I I am a little curious, I I get like Trevor, I'm pretty lazy, but (laughs) I am curious to hear what the kind of content is being, what the, what kind of content is being produced for this? Um, Like, you know, what are people willing to spend a dollar to hear?
0: I could give you the link that I sent to Trevor because he hasn't used it yet. (laughs) The first question is a $10 question. You get $10 for a 30 second video. And if you use the link that I send you, you'll get another $10 question. <laughs> but Trevor hasn't used it yet. <laughs>
2: I, For been some busy. reason,
0: oh, he doesn't
1: want $10. $10. Why, why do we have the potential to get that? I mean, is he giving away free money? I mean, what? Well, they're trying I, I,
0: to
2: grow their business. And they are making have money have be because... Do you have to
1: be good at something? Do you have to understand what you're talking about? What do like, you Yeah,
2: what about? qualifies <laughs> me? What qualifies me, it, uh, Alex? But well, you work at Chick Fil A. You get chicken questions. <laughs> like, um, how often do you make sandwiches with no pickles? Um, <laughs> well, actually, we have like twenty orders a day. I like, have like a thousand sandwiches, you know, and like I don't know. Wow.
0: How many sandwiches can you make in ten minutes? Like, it's
1: it's a little obscure, but some maybe somebody needs the data. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but one yeah, thing, the, the way that they make money is that they take, like, 15% of the money. So so you're
2: not actually getting a dollar per question. You're saying I'm getting only yeah, 85. Honestly, the
0: effort is just sitting here in
1: front of your computer, presumably talking about something that you know about, so it shouldn't be that hard. And you don't, you're not even having to talk to them live. You can just record the video, you know? Yeah. That's even easier than having to do a face-to-face.
0: Another thing about it is that's kind of interesting is that they give you when you receive a question they give you one day to answer it so is it i feel
2: like it'd be easier to do it live because that way i can just talk and i don't have to worry about like oh wait, i could have said it this way in 30 seconds instead so i don't have to re-record it it's like done you know they heard it
1: about recording is if if you make a mistake you can re-record it it's only 30 seconds
2: Yeah, but like I'm a perfectionist, so like if I stutter, I'm gonna have to like restart and then I, yeah.
1: Well, see, that means you just have to get better at what you're doing so that you don't stutter too much and you make more money. Maybe that's why I can't do a $10
2: question for 30 seconds, okay?
1: (laughs) Okay, then maybe I'll take the link.
2: Okay, maybe Dick will do it. Get $10, maybe $20 if he does the next one.
1: Give me $20. Give me
0: $20. I think the minimum withdrawal is. Fifty bucks, so it might take like.
2: (laughs) Wow, this sounds like a scam to me. (laughs) It's not really. Think
1: about it; like it takes. It's like that's a lot of things to answer for fifty (laughs) dollars. But then when you think about it, otherwise, if you can do, I don't know how many. I'm try. uh, Realistically, I don't know how many you you could record in an hour. Let's say, with the overhead (laughs) of recording and file management, are you thinking maybe forty of these an hour, thirty of these an hour? I mean that's still more money than I make per hour answering questions 30 or 40 bucks an hour. I mean,
2: so, so my last question would be like,
1: (laughs) that's going to be a dollar.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Alex, why don't don't you just record these right now? And then get money off this podcast. It's second.
0: yeah, I was thinking about doing that for wisdom, (laughs) but then I think we can only have one guest at a time. So it's kind of (laughs) weird.
2: okay anyways <laughs> are the questions like directed to a person or is it directed to the app and then it's just like it's directed sent to a person to it. so how are you going to be found though like and why would they choose you and like how do they found this app like
0: because you share it on your social media and people see you as an expert so they just ask you they just click on your profile and ask you a question
2: and then they had to pay a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's other services that do this for free.
1: It's like, wasn't there a uh, there's been a few of those forms I mean, there's those online things for people to come to get yeah, where people could ask questions.
2: Exactly. Like <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, but they weren't getting video responses, and they weren't really from experts, they were just from seeing kids.
2: Yeah, but who's saying who's an expert like it's not like this i don't think I they're gonna yeah, like expert, so. okay oh i can say i'm a scene kid like ask me anything right <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that yeah yeah so. <laughs> i'd pay you a dollar to get scene kid hair
2: yeah i just diet like different colors.
1: yeah it'd be like the the Raccoon tail, skunk tail, kind of the black and white stripes.
2: Dude, I would, t- I would do that.
1: Sounds like a great service.
2: All right, if you if you pay me a dollar, I do it. Thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> you are gonna dye your hair in thirty
2: seconds?
1: <laughs> yeah. Pours a gallon of bleach over the.
2: Don't try that, dude. Do try this at home. Yeah. Um, speaking about a minute, a dollar for 30 seconds, if you're waiting for uh, your queue for Final Fantasy 14 you'd be uh, probably getting like, I don't know, $900 a minute or for three hours and, and waiting for your queue. Because that's how long it is to get into Final Fantasy Fourteen now.
1: Uh, isn't three hours like 180 minutes?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, divide that, uh, uh, multiply that two.
1: Okay, that takes
2: six hours to get into Final Fantasy. I mean, I don't know. Allegedly, that's um, it doesn't matter. Okay, forget the math. People that's, that's a long time to get in the game. Yeah, people are getting into eight thousand person queues. One person goes to the gym, comes back, and hopes that they're in. So, I mean, it's a long wait. People, so, is it because like, the
1: servers are just overwhelmed by the amount of players that want to play?
2: Yeah, um, due to the expansion come. It came out, like, the 17th, the 18th, the 19th? Sometime there in that. such a
1: thing. I feel like, originally, I heard the game came out, and then people were playing it. You were playing it for a while. Even I downloaded it and it fucked up my PS4, but after that hey
2: um, ps5 time
1: yeah it's interesting to hear that i feel like it just keeps getting more relevant culturally people more and more people seem to be playing it which is not maybe that's what happens with some online games it really (laughs) has to build a following but now i've been hearing a lot about it you know it's become kind of a big it's become a pretty big game from where it started as people who are into online games or final fantasy now spreading kind of wider than that
2: yeah that i mean that's just one of the like woes um and wait for any, like, help for this, like, queue time. They've actually stopped the sales of Final Fantasy Fourteen at all on digital. So you, said, well, you
1: can't join you it can't. Now,
2: right now? No, because it's too popular. Even, like, the developer, main developers are, like, apologized. If you have a subscription, they're not charging you for the days that you have this, like... <laughs> Since you can't get in the game for three hours, they're not charging you. Basically, they're giving you three days of like play until they have um like lower queue times. Um yeah, so due to the chip shortage, like yeah, you could say like yeah, square and en- why don't you just like why don't you just get new servers, you know, like just pump it up, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't because the chip shortage. <laughs> Look at that. Back to the chip shortage. It is,
1: it's interesting how it impacts all these different aspects of everything you think oh well I can't buy my computer right now it's gonna take a two couple months well nobody can buy computers really if, if they're having that problem so
2: yeah these are servers. Uh, these are huge yeah. companies Square unix is they probably making tons of money off this expansion you would think that yeah if if any company they would be able to invest enough money to get a server but they just can't find a server you know like that neat that would work you know that would
1: yeah i mean i don't i really don't know that much about servers but um i would assume that some of the stuff that goes into the servers that they might buy would be different obviously than a consumer yeah desktop or laptop obviously but i I am kind of curious what hardware they're running whether they do they run literally their own servers or do they just buy uh, time on other people's servers you can buy i have no idea really how that works i know if you're serving content obviously like you can, if you're serving a lot of content, you can buy time on other people's servers or buy, I don't really know how it's t- tallied, but people, you know, you buy AWS, whatever, Amazon will sell you a bunch of server space and server time for things. But when it comes to online gaming that are, that's live and needs to have constant communication with the server as opposed to just downloading and uploading files, uh, I don't know too much about the hardware side of that. I'm assuming, I guess they do run their own servers. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, one thing I wonder yeah. is that is it possible like to sell your account if if people were doing that? Hmm.
1: Scalper I
2: mean you can still if you have account an account you can still access. Um, I mean if if you don't think about playing the game ever again, I guess you could. I don't know.
1: So if I made an account a while ago but I never paid for it, is that free account still able to get in?
2: Yeah. It's just um you can't buy the expansion. Hmm. So like oh, the newest and walker expansion. expansion. Yeah. Hmm. Like I can't buy it because I don't have the expansion. I didn't get it. So I mean I could still play up to Shadow bringing, but if I wanted to go access the new content, I wouldn't be able to.
1: Hmm. Exclusive Final Fantasy content.
2: <laughs> Only Final Fantasy 14 part of the um reason why there's such a big boom i think is the second i would say biggest mmo is uh, ran by blizzard and blizzard hasn't had a great year so i would That's say a lot biggest. of them probably migrated over to final fantasy 14.
1: Hmm. you said the second biggest is wow they're actually not the biggest anymore
2: I would probably say Final Fantasy Fourteen is bigger now.
1: Really? I I don't keep I mean I could do a stuff, quick search. Just, see. in my mind um, i think thinking, wow, it's sort of the, the looming shadow over everything, but I I could I guess maybe it's time has passed. I don't know.
2: Let's see. Uh um, yeah, Final Fantasy 14. Bigger by well and this uh stat says six hundred thousand. Active plays more.
1: Oh, wow. I um, love how much <laughs> total- Blizzard is just really doing well.
2: Yeah, the total amount is, yeah, a crazy amount more and wow, but active plays is Final Fantasy 14.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, speaking of games, I had a little topic. It was interesting. I read an article about um, the idea that Pokemon games. Um, a lot of people want sort of more adult Pokemon games, and then in the sense that we, a lot of the players have grown up with these games, and the play, the people who played the original games or even the first few, first two, three, four generations of games, um, are older now, and we're used to playing more complex or more or games with more adult themes, even if they're still in a sort of anime style or you know, three D chibi art style. Um, and it's interesting to think about that because it's sort of like saying, hey, it, part of me thinks that's like asking for an adult Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's really that's not really what that's for. Um, you know, like, you know, it's sort of like Pokemon is it is like, the question is, is Pokemon just supposed to be Pokemon is for everyone, but it really should always include people who are very young and be accessible to people who can pick up the newest Pokemon game and be five or six years old and really enjoy that. Or is it okay if, some, if if they start skewing the age a little bit older where people, you know, maybe it's a little bit more complex or a little more difficult. It rewards the people who are really playing it, because I bet the age of people who play these games is probably skewing a little bit older now. Mm-hmm. But that would make it maybe a little bit less accessible for people who are really young and have a hard time with difficult games. Um, anyway, it was kind of an interesting point to me. I thought, on one hand, I really agree, because I, I love the Pokemon games. I've played most of the main series games and i have a great time with them usually if i remember them um but not talking know, about what, the what do you guys think I mean, in terms of that
0: maybe they could have life, like, like difficulty levels
2: I, yeah i was just gonna yeah. say like that's one of the biggest easiest things pokemon or game freak whoever's making these games couldn't in- uh just include is like add difficulty you know yeah. it wouldn't be hard just like put a setting in that amps up the levels or like makes it so maybe your pokemon don't level up as fast i don't know just like
1: well i guess part of it's just tonally though i mean what if they it's different when you're writing writing a game writing the dialogue and the story for people who you you know you want it to be basically g-rated versus could you get away with sort of like a, a pg rating or some moments that are pg-13 i mean i'm not saying people don't are not asking for pokemon to become bloody and adult they're just asking like what if we you know what i mean i'm just saying i'm curious i don't know if they could get away with that but i know a lot of people would appreciate it if it started dealing because there are things for instance like there are things like pixar movies or miyazaki movies which are animated and beautiful and kids love them but they have enough themes in them that are that apply to people who are older where you can watch it as an adult and really love it and understand it and get something different out of it and understand the jokes whereas i feel like pokemon for the most part is stuck with things that are really basic and yeah as adults we like it but it's not necessarily something that has writing that is really great for people of all ages it's really like it's it's written for kids and we still enjoy because we love the mechanics you know i don't know i feel like they could they could do a little more to I guess work with writing of those games because I mm-hmm. mean to, let's be honest most people don't play the Pokemon games for the writing and story we do it because the, <laughs> the ultimate the mechanics are great and the, the story and the writing might be fun too yeah you just
0: but, ignore what everybody says <laughs> yeah well itself, I mean
1: it's not impossible there's all these other movie companies that do great things like family movies that are actually that adults love and kids love and mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe that's what the question's more about hey can we do something that kids will be able to be into but adults who play it now you know people who if somebody's 25 or 30 and they're playing pokemon can we do something that will keep them uh, as engaged story-wise as maybe the kids will you know i mean it's, it can't, it's not impossible it just might take a little bit of, like a change in focus or change in, in tone
2: i mean <clears throat> i guess like i was just gonna say up to now story hasn't been the main focus in any of these games not even in like the spin-offs where like it's a single player adventure like on the gamecube like i mean there's hardly a story in those you're like get a shadow pokemon and you like catch him but like it wasn't really a story you know like no overarching like like impending like yeah there's a, I would say there's always there's, a, story, though. there's always like an I evil mean... team trying to stop the like end the world but like okay but um
1: it, was similar, it wasn't i mean it's been a while since i've played it but one of my favorite generations the fifth one wasn't part of the story um they they put a little bit in there about pokemon being slaves to people or like pokemon independence or sort of the analog of like sort of like the rights thing
3: yeah
1: yeah and I, i'm not saying we have to go super into that but it's possible to have some angle into this right i mean you could put you could put something into these games because there's all kinds of I mean there are other things that are made for kids that have stories that are developed like i said check out uh, movies or tv shows that have writing that's decent you know you don't have to make something dumb to make it accessible to children
2: yeah hopefully like so the next game coming out in january i think in a few weeks um legend rcs they have some interesting yeah there's there's a lot of new characters they've introduced they even had like (laughs) the latest trailer didn't have anything to do with Pokemon at all. It's just like introducing new characters and like, wow, this is interesting. So like maybe there's going to be a more uh, story driven adventure there. Uh, And then maybe in like following games, it can follow on to like a darker, more complex story, you know, like maybe this is the generation There's there's
1: so many moments in the like I know they're se- they are separate entities. They're both based on Pokemon, but I know the show, the the animated show, is separate from the games. But I'm just saying, it's both ba- they're both based on the same world, the same universe. And there were some pretty good moments in, in the TV show, the, you know, in the in many seasons, especially the first couple. Where, yeah, it's kind of childish, but there's still at least good. You know, there's moments about, not necessarily trying to be preachy or teach you things, but they're they're just interesting plot points, or they're fun, or they're talking about. They're a little bit a little bit deeper or they deal with like emotional things you know whether it's, again they're still it's not like life and death usually but sometimes it was kind of like wow this is sad or this is a good example of something and the games never try too much for that the games are really so focused on the mechanics of playing the game which is why they're fun you know we love the mechanics of pokemon battles that's what makes them awesome but i just kind of wish that you could they could find a way to put some of the heart that was in 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 the tv show or in some of the movies or in our in our love for this franchise into the games which is there are moments in it that are fun or whatever but it's i feel like it doesn't have as much there are there there is other media in the pokemon universe that have told decent stories and they don't really they don't, i mean i don't know i don't i don't find myself being like wow that's a touching moment in most of the pokemon games yeah <laughs> but i haven't played them in that long i guess i played omega ruby or sapphire or whatever over the summer i don't know but it's been a while since i played, like, a lot of Pokemon.
2: I wonder if, um, like, uh, the Metroid series, if, like, for Metroid Dread, they've been waiting for the technology to catch up to what they envisioned for the next game in the, the series to have. I wonder if that's something that's also holding back Pokemon to advance something, I don't know, some kind of storytelling or something like that
1: maybe but between you and me the switch is capable of a lot more than what they did in the last pokemon game so i mean unless they're waiting for i I don't know a a leap beyond that it's i mean the switch it's capable of decent graphics and it's capable of probably some great audio so i'm I'm curious i don't know but it's it's an interesting topic as people you know you you guys and I, and a lot of people our age who are (laughs) adults that are no longer that young play these games the question of what they can do to keep these interesting and relevant to an assortment of ages because realistically it's older people who are playing them still not just young people
3: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Uh, i mean i hope it trends to become more of a uh maybe at least geared towards a teenage audience I, i feel like that's what legend rcs is starting to go towards it's more open world, more action based um, instead of just... Maybe uh, they
1: split it, yeah. Maybe they make a couple series of games where, because there, there are games like I would assume, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, those kind of games or yeah. one Go, playable by anybody, any age. And you have maybe the next step up would be mainline, main series games. Maybe they can have some spin-offs that are a little bit more uh, like more traditional RPGs that are a little more challenging or something that have more interesting stories. There, there could be, there's room in that universe for a lot more than what they have.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, last Friday, I got the Whoop Strap 4.0. It's uh, here, but yeah, you can't really see it. It's black. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, that was your sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Um. I haven't really looked into all the devices on. I already talked about that a long time ago when it was announced. But um, my first impressions is that it's smaller, like lengthwise. I'd prefer it to be skinnier than smaller width wise. So it looks like the same clunkiness, but.
1: Just... It looks like a like a thick Fitbit.
0: Yeah. Thick thick bit. <laughs> I'd rather it be thinner. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think the features of this new device is better than the launch of the Aura Ring 3. Um I've been using it for the uh, it wakes me up. Like I said, and uh, it's surprisingly, uh, this this process, <laughs> it's surprising. Um, I'm used to my Apple Watch where it like, wakes me up not in the middle of my REM cycle. And I think that this also does the same thing. And you, it gives you, you give it an hour window to wake you up. But the main... <sighs> driving factor in the Whoop device is the your recovery. Um, they say you want to have like a normal alarm or have an alarm to wake you up when you hit 100% recovery or a minimum of uh, 66% recovery. So it doesn't wake you up if you don't hit, <laughs> it wakes you up in the last moment that, like, the latest you were willing to wake up if you don't recover enough. So, yeah, on Sunday, was my first time trying it, and it woke me up in a reasonable time. But I didn't think I need to be... a little more wake
1: up on sundays to an alarm
0: yeah because church starts for me at eight o'clock in the morning (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah
1: um that's interesting yeah Yeah, that's one thing i haven't really tried with my I guess my Apple Watch could probably do it, or I'm sure there's apps on the phone or the iPad or something that could set an alarm for a certain time, but like based on sleep schedule or um, I guess biometrics telling you what state of sleep you're in. But I've never tried that. I don't know. I guess, and that's I, I think of myself as kind of a open to new ideas kind of guy, somebody who's interested in technology in the future. But one thing that it's really hard to break me from is I don't I don't want to think about getting out of bed until I absolutely have to yeah but yeah maybe if so, i tried it i would like it maybe i feel less tired if i woke up at the right time
0: what the nowadays
1: i just wake up always way too early because my job so I'm, I'm waking up at like seven something all the time which is criminal compared to yeah i used to be able to just sleep in until 12.
0: i think it'd be weird to have an just say oh wake me up whenever i reach 100 recovery it's like who could just sleep until they recover completely it's Some kind of a weird sleep. idea.
1: I don't know. I think if I didn't have a job that got me up at a, at a regular time, I I can, like, if I take enough of a vacation, I remember back when the pandemic was happening, and I was kind of temporarily laid off. I got back into my normal sleep schedule, which was waking up between 9.30 and 12. And I would just kind of sleep until I needed to sleep. And I would wake up and I felt great. <laughs> great. Oh, Wistful for the pandemic days. But um I think I think it depends what schedule you're in. I think if you start like, I don't know, for me, if I'm in a a job where I need to get up and be at work at a certain time, I get used to that my body just starts kind of getting ready for waking up, then some people can just I'm jealous. I have a friend who Trevor and I have a mutual friend who works at a she's a doctor, therapist, and she gets she has to go to her job all the time. And I don't know how she does it. She goes to work at early in the day, you know, eight or nine. And then on weekends, she can sleep until like 12 i'm like how do you do that my body gets used to to waking up at a certain time yeah and then she'll message me and she'll be like oh i'm sorry i didn't get your message I'm, i just got up i'm like how i've been awake since 7 30 <laughs> because my body betrayed me and i have to be awake right now it's, it's bizarre yeah
0: yeah um one thing that it's like a maybe a minor thing is that when i first got it i opened it up in the evening maybe like six or seven o'clock and the device was dead and the charger was dead and it took and it took maybe like four hours to like finally get it charged completely
2: <laughs> it's a long time
0: so,
2: but uh four hours is kind of long i guess but well, but I don't once think i found the battery, the that it's not that big of a battery in there.
0: Yeah, it took a long time to finally get it charged, but on Monday I got back into the normal routine. It works; the battery works fine, but that first charge was a big pain. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> like the
1: next actual gen of Google Glass or like the Apple VR thing comes out, or something where you can get. Because I'm curious, we always talk about these wearable things on our wrists or fingers but i want to see you get something that's just a day-to-day augmented reality glasses or something and hear how that works
0: yeah i want to get some but um
2: that
0: real product is like somewhat reasonable to (laughs) buy, purchase
2: maybe but i uh... (laughs) yeah does it did it like come shipped with a charging cable on brick or how did it, did it it
0: It doesn't come with a brick, but it comes with the little cable and the charging battery thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think the they're using the vibration motor um, pretty well because when you hit your strain goal for the day, it vibrates, so you don't have to have this... You don't have to check your notifications <laughs> or... You just watch the screen so that's kind of nice <laughs> but
1: just know that by your heart rate it's telling you that you're if you're above if you're in different zones of heart rate exertion that this is straining or this is because i mean how is it really measuring all that
0: yeah it tracks all those uh data it has a uh, blood oxygen level reading also now so There's a lot of data that determines how much strain you are in an activity and it recommends a time that you should conclude your workout.
1: I need to get back to working (laughs) out. That's where I am right now. Maybe if I got some more technology, it would help me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I need to just bathe the cold i really don't want to do that
1: yeah i mean it's 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 honestly difficult when it's um you know seasonally i feel i guess well probably not for a lot of people who just go to the gym and do it for me who doesn't go to the gym and uh i like to have my warm you know any summer any season but winter time to go on long walks and hang out at the beach and swim and do other things that are physical but when it's really cold i just come home and it's already dark i just want to eat treats and relax (laughs) yeah
0: maybe you should join the metaverse make a horizon
2: horizon so i can
1: like i can get really fat and then look down and be like oh wow i have abs in the metaverse So.
2: i guess that's what matters right that's what people no you see.
0: you make your horizon planet where you could just walk on a virtual thing and you just walk forever on your virtual
2: beach but how would you walk
0: they, they have these like treadmill things that you could walk on <laughs> 360 treadmills yeah yeah
1: except for it we just wouldn't huh. smell like rotting fish and i would miss that
2: <laughs> yeah and then how would you you're, actually you're take pictures? you just like take a picture out to take <laughs> virtual <laughs> photos
1: I know, I'd have my camera with me and I'd be taking photos and then I'd just be like taking pictures of nothing.
2: would be great. It's just like, yeah, I'm acting in front of you. Like, oh, this is a great photo.
1: You can't, honestly, it's hard to beat. Like, that is funny because in a way that, that would be a good solution for things like the winter when it's impractical if it's storming or something to go out and have a good walk. But I don't know. As somebody who spends a lot of time outside when it is nice, it's nice to have the hot sun on you with sunscreen and uh, be, you know, to smell wherever you're going. If you're in a decent place, if you're in the city, maybe it smells like shit. But if you're outside and like I go to, you know, there's trees and fields and there's the ocean, it smells like salt. I mean, it's a whole, it's a multi sensory experience. You have, you know, you're feeling a lot of things versus that's, that's why, that's why I like being outside to walk, not just being on a treadmill to run or walk. Mm
3: -hmm. I would
1: rather spend three or four hours. It'd be, it'd take me a lot longer to go on a really long, Walk than to just walk or run on a treadmill, but I feel like I get more out of that as an experience. I don't know, mm-hmm. but maybe if I, if I can, I do. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, what if I went onto a treadmill and I walked or ran with a VR headset or something on that was synced to that, so I could just be in a different place completely. Like, what if mm-hmm. I wanted to be in uh, Bora Bora or in Shanghai or wherever? That's kind of the future, right? You could just put on a virtual experience and then you could go for a walk or a run somewhere that you that you just can't get to in two seconds but you put the visor on and maybe you can do that um, I, mean, if ad, I but... go on
2: i'm just saying like maybe if i i don't know could just join uh nick or something on his virtual walk or like maybe i'd pay a subscription to someone like have him like join me on a walk like okay cool and i'm ready That's to a, work that, out that is it that is a you thing
1: know? too you could like, imagine that you could have all your like dude that's the future you could have like (laughs) virtual meetups it's like the metaverse but then you could go places and do things yeah if you you had like a really good of your avatars and you could go to virtual places and i guess you could enjoy the same scenery when you're walking around yeah i'm thinking i mean it sounds like a joke but there was i was hearing a cool thing about how they i forget where it was but there was a person who was They've done this multiple places where somebody might be in a like a nursing home or somebody an elderly person is too old to really get out and do a lot. And so they put VR on that person and that person's able to experience things that you know in a sense that they haven't been able to or won't be able to experience. You know, like here here's uh, even if it's something so simple as, hey, this person used to love going to a walk in this forest or something. So you could take maybe a 360 view video of walking there and you could put them in that and they could look around and you know, maybe they're not walking much, but it's a way to give people an experience. I'm thinking more of the sort of accessibility thing. Like there's still mm-hmm. so much that yeah. things like VR and AR can do to help people who can't easily walk anymore or have, I don't know, all kinds of different impairments. I mean, we always think of it from ourselves being very able-bodied people, but there's a lot of there are a lot of things this technology can do to help people who might have impairments in different ways.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is completely off what the topic we started on. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go on to my next topic. I thought this was interesting. It popped up on my Google feed. It's like, to the headliners, OnlyFans management firm accused of having employees talk to fans as influencers. I'm like, huh, okay. So, I mean, like, uh, Mm -hmm. first thing, like, maybe, like, you talk to someone and you're, like, oh, you're chatting with the person that is on, you, like, get the exclusive content from, but, like, and it's not actually them. So, like, who are you talking to? Hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, at first when I thought you were talking about this, it was something sort of like a catfishing thing where it's just not even the person at all. But that, you know, I, I... it kind of makes sense so if you think about there are tons of celebrities who don't they don't manage their social media they don't have the time or the whatever they don't you know maybe they're not allowed to for their own image but it's true you know lots of your favorite actors or singers whatever they're a lot of their social media posts are vetted by their teams first or their manager to make sure that what they're posting is not going to tank their reputation or whatever so it's not too far off from that right i mean you're subscribing to some person's content and if you I don't know I guess. I guess that's what it is if you if you message them is there an expectation that you were talking directly to them or you're just talking to them in general you know am I talking to Trevor the idea of Trevor as a as a person experience as a company or am I talking <laughs> Trevor Hicken really experience to the <laughs> yeah exactly yes I don't know but that's it's funny how that's it's almost a cottage industry right you have all these content creators who I, I assume, you know, you probably would get kind of, it'd be kind of time consuming to really respond to all your messages. If you have a lot of people subscribe to you in anything, but especially something like OnlyFans where people are paying money, so they might, there might be an expectation there that you're really gonna interact. Yeah. with Yeah, I don't know, for a lot of people. So that, although you'd say, yeah, maybe it's your full time job, because if you get enough people subscribe to you, you that's that it would be a full time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But after a certain point there might only be so much you can do as one human right so i i'm that's true maybe you can hire people to help you answer questions i guess i'm <laughs> let's just be yeah. honest hey of there you go like adult content so i mean i wonder if do you i don't know i wouldn't hire a firm i'd probably just hire like an assistant or something they would just have yeah. to keep tons of nudes on their phone and message them to people or something i don't know so I don't
2: so really you'd like like hey uh here, here's a bunch of exclusive content that you can uh upload as me later yeah
1: like, i mean uh, honestly it'd be like because then you can talk to the fans and they'd be like oh can i um you know, well, i don't know like i want to hear i want to see this or that or what do you you know can i get some other exclusive and then yeah. they, the person working for you would just say oh yeah here's this picture you know, and then you've taken that picture, and then they just just because the person, just because the fan hasn't seen it, doesn't mean it's new. I don't know. It's yeah, a, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with people talking online. You always, like I said, people you don't the person you think you're talking to isn't always the person you think you're talking to. So, yeah, um, um, man, Like I said, such a cottage industry. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have even thought about that a while ago. And here we are, like so many people with all their fans. Yeah, here, here I am with zero fans. It's like, come on. <laughs>
2: yeah there's some like horror stories that this article brings out saying like uh this ar- agency that manages some creative content creators on this site say they would confess like uh, fantasies of the private miters and like some of them were talking about like failing relationships and marriages People
3: uh, probably get one person,
2: person yeah so like uh, this is not that's not like it's it's a lie you know like you your personal information's being read by whoever this agency is uh and then this guy said he was basically a professional scammer one of him um so yeah this uh, this agency like manages several popular influencers on the site um so yeah I mean in addition to managing them they would also help him like schedule photo shoots and manage like photos uh posts and stuff hey that's fine i understand like managing that but like i don't know if like the whole chat aspect is it's a little iffy uh in my i've always
1: thought about that too with with things like celebrities or whatever like i said there's a lot of people who have their social media managed by their team or by their social media person but I guess it depends how interested you are in that. For me, if I got famous, I don't think I would, I don't think I, it'd be really hard for me to hand the keys over to somebody else. I would just say like, be mad at me if you want, if I make a bad decision, but I need, I can't, if I'm posting something, I want it to be from me. I, don't, I would, I would feel uncomfortable if other people were posting, posting constantly and saying, hey, this is posting as me. But maybe I just say that because I'm a non famous person who assumes that everything I say is going to be coming from my own mouth. I mean, maybe when you get to a certain level, you just can't there's only so much one human can say and do in one day, you know, you might be recording or shooting or whatever you're doing. And you just have no time to respond to all these messages you're getting. I mean, what do you do then we think we think of it be so easy to respond to all your messages. But um, for people who are in demand, maybe that's pretty hard. But
2: I feel like we've... Yeah. Yeah, there's another... (laughs) It goes on about, like, a smaller, like, offshoot of this um, spinoff, or a spinoff of this company for smaller influencers that said, like, the lawyer, like, make them do some things, uh, like, and yeah, it's just, like, one of them was hit with a $300,000 fee. I'm like, this is weird. Like, uh, agencies that are, like, I don't know. Forced to do things that like lawyers tell him to do. To, otherwise, like I don't know. Like OnlyFans, like it should be like simple, right? Like I don't know.
1: Whatever. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, but sometimes if if you
1: think about, I'm not sure how much OnlyFans takes in in money in percentage per month. But let's say you charge people ten dollars a month to subscribe to you. You know, you get ten subscribers. That's a hundred dollars. You get hundred subscribers. That's a thousand dollars. So let's say you have, I don't know, 500 subscribers because you make content people like. That's not that many people. 500. I mean, out of the billions in the world, I mean, that's about 5,000. Then let's say they let's say they take a lot. Let's say let's say you end up with 4,500 or something. That's not a bad income in a lot of places. That's like a decent amount of money. So, then your job kind of just becomes managing that whole online presence and creating content for these people who are still paying you money whether that's a long-term sustainable business i don't know you know you have to find a way to really hustle that and turn that into something that people that you can that you can afford mentally physically to keep doing for long enough to make that money but um yeah the numbers are kind of staggering I mean, if you think about it let's say you get really popular and you have 1,000 people, 2,000, I, I don't even know how many, I'm assuming people have a lot of, some of the most popular people must have thousands of people yeah. subscribe to them, you know, maybe more. I mean, let's say you have 5,000 people subscribe to you for 10 or $15 a month, that's a lot of money per month. That's, that's a good income, <laughs> even if they mm-hmm. take a large percentage, so you can afford to... Maybe I don't know about paying you know, that much of a fee or a fine, but yeah. you can afford to you can afford to pay an assistant at that point, or pay a firm to do some of that. Whether you should morally or not, I don't know, because you, know, you, you want you want your own words to be coming through your mouth. But um, uh, you know, that's you make if you make good enough content, that's a decent amount of money you can make if you have enough subscribers.
2: Yeah. I guess at that point. <clears throat> You'd have to like decide like is is this like what my career is going to be, or do I want to like create a different, maybe a brand, or create like become something else? You know, like that way you have more of a outlet than just exclusive yeah. content. You know.
1: Well, I mean, it depends though, because that's that's something that I would assume you could. To a certain degree you could probably do that and something else like maybe you could produce enough content for only fans on the weekends or on a week a weeknight or two a month Maybe, and maybe you only charge people five bucks or something but that's still like let's say you had a normal job and that that's still a lot of extra spending money or saving money that you, i mean like i don't know what everybody does with their only fans money but not <laughs> not everybody makes decreer, career but let's say you just it was a side gig right that'd still be That'd be more than nothing. You know, even if you made a couple hundred bucks extra per month, that's a lot more than you had before for a lot of people. So, I don't know.
2: Hmm. Yeah, something Respect all those to people who put out all about. that
1: content. Can't be that easy uh, recording and distributing that much con- exclusive content per, per month. <laughs>
2: yeah um do you have some exclusive content that you sent us um about some sketches yeah nick
1: oh the music yeah (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah i i've just been doing kind of some music stuff this month like like i've repeatedly said i've been in a musical kind of mood so um last week we kind of talked about alex mentioned he'd heard some kind of i had shared a song that was a little softer and more wintry and he said he'd heard some more exciting adventurous cowboy music and so um yeah i, I sent it over to you guys to hear it's been kind of it's it's really sh- it's pretty short and it's just it's not even a song it's i, I call it uh, orchestral sketches because it's just me sitting at the keyboard and just playing little tunes it's nothing it's like a you know a couple bars of each thing there's like three or four ideas there but um i just thought i would share that with you guys for fun because it's what i was working on i don't know if any of it if any of it will become anything um the final part is the chorus of a song that i've totally finished which is nice but the rest of it is just ideas
2: is that yeah. the sorry is that the, I... the chorus that um <laughs> i mentioned that it was, uh, very similar to another artist
1: no that was a song
2: previously oh, okay.
1: the, the one from today is something that it's just the um, the final segment of it is the chorus of a song that I finished a couple of years ago, and um, hmm. I'm just it put it into this because it's in the same sort of style as the rest of it. So yeah, I've just been playing with it. Nothing I call them sketches because it's sort of like if an artist is sketching out ideas. Maybe you go through multiple pages or multiple ideas. You, oh, if you sketch it out. Okay, maybe not that or this, or maybe this will become something later, but it's hmm. not. I, this isn't a finished thing at all. It's just a basic idea of a couple of things mm-hmm. that could be fun. That's why it sounds so rough.
0: Yeah, when I was listening to, you called it orch sketches or, um,
1: orchestral. I, I just shortened the word orchestral.
0: Oh, that's what the word means.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah when um, you say it that way it puts everything in perspective right orchestral orchestral sketching that means me sitting as an orchestral samples at the keyboard and sketching out some new harmonies <laughs> and melodies
0: yeah i uh it sounds majestic or noble and triumphant um did you say and, it did you say that it is the kind of like western or you,
1: i think of it that way yeah i think of it in my sort of it's not finished at all my concept of a of an album full of songs with a sort of i want to call it like cowboy symphonic metal that's what i would want to do um these are just be playing around with different ideas for that hmm. so i don't know just m- mostly listen to it and like imagine just a really sexy cowboy on a sexy <laughs> horse riding toward you and hearing that music yeah, yeah basically that
0: yeah it's kind of interesting i don't know like I didn't really know really it wasn't really as vivid as you may maybe it maybe it doesn't maybe it needs like some more stereotypical
1: it, it absolutely needs a lot more this is just it was that was sort of the basic inspiration but a lot, a lot of this is just like I mean it is it's a few bars of each idea it's, it's, it's a sketch of something it's, it's yeah. really nothing right now but it's the idea that maybe I could take one thing from different parts of that and turn that into a song or put it into part of a song. I have maybe two or three or four um ideas for songs so far in that genre so i don't know i just think it'd be fun but anyway i thought i'd share that sort of it's kind of a nice little incomplete thing so there's not so much to talk about it's it's not it's not a complete idea it's just
0: yeah i think it matches the season that we're in pretty well it it's but i don't know um so what have you discovered when you, I think you're exploring like the Western or the cowboy type music? What have you discovered in your exploration of that?
1: I mean, not a whole lot of different things. I just listened to like the same couple Ennio Morricone playlists at work. Uh, he's <laughs> the famous guy who did the good, bad and the ugly and all those kind of Clint Eastwood movies. And that hmm. that era, the sort of 60s, 70s, 60s kind of cowboy adventure-y kind of movies because there, there are different eras of cowboy movies. There's some that are I remember talking to my grandpa about them and he he really liked the earlier ones, I'd say what, maybe the 40s and 50s and the writing of those is quite different than the ones in the 60s for instance. Um, I think maybe because I'm more used to it, I like one of my favorite movies is uh, Fistful of Dollars, which is uh, the first in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly trilogy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. I like that kind of music because it's so a lot of the music in it is so choral and it's so majestic and then the story is it's just an interesting juxtaposition. A lot of the time we think of really orchestral music and with a big choir to be this big fancy thing. You think of Lord of the Rings or you think of I don't know Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever you think of. But a lot of this a lot of these movies that were set in the in the American West had this big orchestral sound largely because of that one famous composer, Ennio Mor- Ennio Morricone. So um, mm-hmm. not that I'm thinking my, my stuff is not anywhere near as great as his, but just the idea of the, that type of big orchestral sound. Um, I don't know. I think that's, I think it's a fun thing to think about. It's not just, you know, it's not just twangy guitars and <laughs> country music. You know, you can associate a big, lush, beautiful sound. You can, you, um, Glockenspiel and Celeste and, Choir and all this stuff that can all be sort of Western music and not in strings and all these beautiful things. It doesn't just have to be Twangy action music or country music. That's bad. I don't know. I'm sort of biased against country music, but uh, There is definitely some good country music. I just don't hear it that often all the time But yeah, it's just yeah. I think what I have found is that there's there's a lot there and I think that it's fun The melodies are some of the melodies of American folk music are very similar to like European folk music, Um, but just like, like when it gets bluesier or or something, it gets a lot, there's something distinctly American about a lot of it. And there are a lot of reasons I'm not proud of America or being American, but there are some reasons that are fun. You know, there are some reasons that are just, oh, this is a cool part of our sort of national lore, whether it's not, whether it's real or not, all these sort of old cowboy legends. A lot of it is really problematic and awful because of, Mm-hmm. the way land was stolen and um, you know a lot of the bad things that happened but there are some aspects of it that are just pure fantasy and kind of fun to grow up with as someone in America so like I said before it's kind of fun to take that take this sort of good take some of that and think about it in music They're just, sort of like basically sort of like what Pirates of the Caribbean does to pirates it romanticizes them and it makes them Hollywood you know actual pirates were pretty probably pretty different than that i mean in similar in some ways but you know there's i just want more i want more cowboy content so i'll yeah. pay for more exclusive cowboys
0: <laughs> yeah i wonder if the idea of western music is kind of being lost because the movies are being are so old people can't identify the music with a sound like i couldn't identify maybe you're your melodies might be inspired by that composer, but I couldn't identify it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I think a lot of people. It depends what you're used to. I think one, a lot of people don't really watch Western movies now because there's not a whole lot of those, and the ones that do come out are more alternative. I mean, I watched one. <clears> a <throat> modern. A week or two ago, <clears throat> called "The Power of the Dog." It's gotten a lot of like rave reviews from critics. It's a big Netflix movie right now. <clears throat> and I'd say it's a, it's a Western movie, but it's not traditional. It's not this big heroic cowboy movie. It's a really tense family drama, dark. It's an interpersonal drama kind of movie that happens to play out on a ranch with some cowboys. So, you know, it's it's not too often we get movies that are similar to the 50s and 60s style, big action cowboy antihero or hero kind of movie. So I think that's why people, it's it's hard to recognize that. I guess because hmm. you don't we don't hear it or see it anymore if you're somebody who watches a lot of those movies you you would be more exposed to it but i think it's just it's not an appetite maybe for that i mean i guess every once in a while what every five years or ten years some big movie comes out that's a western i know it didn't the the true grit remake won some oscars five or ten years ago but i don't know what else
0: yeah uh, hey, uh, we're all, when we're i was this...
1: coming up to sorry go on
0: When I listened to it, I saw some like, I heard some simple melodies, like as if it was a simple life. But it was at the same time, it was like triumphant and royal. I couldn't really identify like, what is the scenery? Western,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just projecting. I mean, I'm I can't claim to really be an expert in all that. I just think of it more as like, maybe I've been in that mood and then I made this music which is separate, and I'm associating my own mood with that music so maybe that's why i think it's that but <clears throat> i don't know we'll see maybe it'd be fun to see if i can make some sort of song out of any of those and then show that to you guys and you can see how that turns out i don't know mm-hmm. but hey we're almost to february and depending on my mood the valentine's day is either going to be <laughs> like a red wine and amy lee kind of night or a whiskey and Clint Eastwood cool. kind of night. so yeah yeah
2: know could be um, Eva Green kind of night, or... Um...
1: Is this going to be an Eva Green kind of night, or Brokeback Mountain kind of night? <laughs> Maybe both, I'm really, in a really sad mood. Uh,
2: Brokeback <laughs> Mountain, <laughs> it's two.
1: Such a good movie, fuck. Ugh, fucks me up every time I see it.
2: Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: So sad.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I think my wife is patiently waiting outside <laughs> because he went. She went outside to, in the winter. She, she's in the hall. She's <laughs> went to go on a workout. I don't know why she's too shy to come in. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for you should let her in the house. Yeah, thank you for. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh,
1: huh? I guess my cowboy husband does. Oh wait, no, I don't have one. But eventually,
2: yeah, uh, ca- waiting yeah
1: well actually yeah you're right i can go play overwatch and have cassidy talk to me
2: <laughs> saddle up oh yeah it's talk a... to you guys later
1: yeah thanks yeah, for sharing thank your you for having me on your delightful program <laughs> you <laughs>